0: <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad you know that i'm not gonna murder you i appreciate that well thank you for coming <laughs> it's always a good way to start on the show right
1: i feel like at this point you'd have well kind of lost touch over the years but at this point i feel like it would uh be interesting if you had <laughs>
0: Well, either way, I'm glad I didn't murder you in the past, and I appreciate you coming on here. For those uninitiated, welcome to Persons of No Consequence. This is the podcast where I get someone who's not famous, who has very little claim to fame, and they tell their best stories because people are more interesting than what just pops up on Jimmy Fallon. I always have had a feeling that uh, those people don't have the best stories to tell. They just happen to be famous. I hear the best stories from the people who think they don't have one to tell because no one's ever paid them for it. And while I won't pay you for it, Bob, I'll definitely listen. So uh, thanks for coming on.
1: I, I would say if you were to pay, it'd be about a two cent story. It's not as interesting as people would make it out to be.
0: <laughs> I think I think we, we can let the listeners decide. Uh, that's, that's usually what happens. The ones I think are, that are going to be boring are usually the ones I get the most fan mail about. Uh, we did a show recently with one of my friends who works at a call center. And I got a flood. I probably got close to 100 emails, which I don't I normally get three or four per episode. I got close to 100 people asking like, oh, yeah, I worked at a call center. It was horrible. Where did this person work? Have they ever gotten this type of call? Like, have you ever had somebody fapping on the phone? Like, oh, uh, all sorts Jesus. of like write in. <laughs> I know. I know. So, like, don't don't be surprised if we get some fan mail for you. I always get some weird stuff. So, Bob, uh, oh, if you don't mind, uh, I better prep
1: the be feet pics now. now.
0: yeah i gotta i gotta update my spam filter probably um if if you don't mind introducing yourself bob uh who are you
1: uh well i'm bob uh i grew up in hillman uh hanging out with well you travis and all those guys
0: yeah if you listen to any of our other podcasts uh lots of our other guests travis and dave and some of the other people from other shows we grew up in the middle of nowhere michigan if you can find it on your hand and you raise your middle finger that's about where we were
1: yeah the hillmanites backwoods <laughs> nowhere land it's it's good stuff
0: yeah it's definitely safe you know the amount of meth uh intake is reasonable um a lot <laughs> of heroin i don't know it area. got kind of
1: rough after we left well,
0: yeah, I feel like that might have something to do with the people that left. But um, also, it was <laughs> it was always pretty bad. Like, I joke about the meth and the heroin, but like that is a serious issue in northern Michigan that people don't talk about. Also, the Confederacy f- somehow found its way up there, even though I don't,
1: I don't <laughs> know what the deal with that is. It's such an out of place thing.
0: We're I as think far it's... north in the Union as you can get. And those people still flying those Confederate flags.
1: Yeah, it's it's some silliness for sure.
0: So, I mean, you still live up there? What's that like growing up there and kind of go like learning as as we were when children were like, "Hey, this place is strange." And then being a fully formed adult going, "No, this place is fucked up." And I'm still here. Well, I
1: don't I don't live in Hillman anymore.
0: Oh, okay. Right? All right. Well, that's probably good.
1: Um, I'm still close in proximity to it, but like I just live in Alpina, you know, slightly more refined. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's where all the heroin gets shipped but no one does it there
1: uh no actually the, i i don't know if you know this but there's actually a shooting like a block or two away from my house not too long ago
0: oh my goodness i didn't no, know nobody
1: that. was like nobody was actually like hurt but like i guess some guy just got like upset with the noise going on out outside from dpi Okay. And he just went out there and started shooting at people <laughs> on the roof oh of the god, building. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> like, and these are the these are the uh, stories that I tell, and people are like, "Oh, the place isn't really really like that." And I'm like, "No, I 100% guarantee it." Is. <laughs>
1: well, like, it, well that that sort of thing is actually really out of place here. Like, there's there's a whole bunch of like strange out of the out of the like blue stories of crazy shit that you don't know about Alpina that's happened but but but
0: people shooting from their rooftops is not one that happened often as i was a child not shooting
1: from shooting at the rooftops
0: (laughs) (laughs) huge difference he was shooting from
1: his front (laughs) barn
0: there were a couple shootings there when i was a kid i'd hang out at the skate park and there was a few drive-bys but they were done on bicycles which was i know like a big thing on the national news i
1: guess that's pretty thug i for alpina
0: <laughs> yeah right well like the thing is no one can afford a car and an uzi okay you got to pick one or the other it's a big investment you can't really you know you can't mortgage your, your house and go well i'm using this to buy a gun and a bicycle. no
1: nobody owns houses around here for the most part they just <laughs> rent them
0: well that's not true the The bank owns several <laughs> <laughs> yeah the bank owns plenty of houses around
1: here foreclosures for days <laughs>
0: I, I rented a place in Alpina for a little while and I remember like somebody going, Oh, who's your landlord? I'm like, the F- federal credit union? Like there's no I mean, landlord, nobody owns anything here. It's all it's all <laughs> banks and debt, and then there's a college here that, you know, has ironworks, I guess, and cement. What what else is Alpina yeah. known for? Uh,
1: yeah, that's it, the cement. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There, You know, there's some retail options. I know you work in retail. You know, you can hang out in people's parking lots for businesses that are open 24-7. Uh, there's
1: not a whole lot of retailers open anymore. It's just uh, the company I work for. and
0: Yeah, like the big box chains, right? Like nothing. Uh, yeah. No, no, no yeah. more mom and pops in northern Michigan.
1: I mean, there's a couple that sprung up, but they don't. They struggle a lot.
0: Yeah, one of the Nobody... more depressing things, you know, like you go to the mall and what does the mall consist of? You know, there was a former JCPenney's and then three people that can afford the rent every once in a while and do pop up shops.
1: Well, actually, the mall has um, a pretty solid video game shop that's been keeping its head above water, which is really perplexing to me because uh, video games are going digital. So I don't know how they're keeping afloat, especially would, in a town that like be, this.
0: Yeah. Would that be chaotic games?
1: It is chaotic games. Is that,
0: oh, that place is still open. That's really cool to hear. It I is mean, like, still I open. There's like a yeah. child. Um, but I, I that kind yeah, of makes it's... sense when you think of infrastructure, right? Like the internet's only so good.
1: I mean, I don't know.
0: Do, you, do are you able to have high speed where you live?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I know that was always an issue for me. Like like when I lived in in town, when I lived up up north, it wasn't so bad. But anything on the outskirts, you know, you're paying for no, satellite I... internet and.
1: Oh God freaking satellite internet or some other scary exactly
0: so some other satellite you know the cloud goes overhead and you lose your call of duty match and that's how it works (laughs) so I mean and also I I feel like up north has always been behind the times not necessarily in everything but when it comes to infrastructure and business especially like when I think about like introducing the internet you know it was the late 2000s before we even had high speed in the majority of the towns yeah it was dial up (laughs)
1: When I was young, dial-up internet.
0: Yeah, you'd go to somebody else's house too. That would have dial-up internet. You were lucky if you had dial-up internet. And if you did, I remember,
1: I remember calling Dave and getting, you know, the dial-up internet noise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, because someone's playing RuneScape there at that time. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly what it was too. Either that, or he was watching, uh, what was it? The bunnies do movies in like ten seconds or something like that.
0: exactly like it was it's kind of depressing when you think about it too i always tell people that it's like going to like the 50s in such a strange way because people are so ass backwards with their beliefs and or like ideals and also like women weren't allowed i feel to like wear that's rampant like everywhere
1: right now though like oh,
0: it, it definitely is but like growing up there and then you go to a few more liberal places or progressive locations and like you you sound like you're a time traveler, you know, like oh, I didn't really have internet, and you know, there's 45 churches down the See, road. Okay,
1: that actually gives me a little bit of a ray of hope because I still live here and I was thinking that this is really how it
0: is everywhere. And I
1: was like, we are truly fucked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, there are there are some significantly better places and you know, more diverse and not so you know what's religious.
1: Crazy though, like uh like my sister actually moved down state, right? You're right. And she came back significantly more conservative than she went down as. <laughs> I'm like, that seems like backwards to me, but
0: what I mean a lot of it is the the wealth disparity in Michigan is crazy. You know, I live in Genesee County and it's one of the the most like the most separated in the entire country with when you have like the top 1% one block and then literally people who are starving the next block over. And so like when people like that's just bound for all sorts of negative relations when it comes to people getting along because you have all these people who just hate each other who are all poor or who are rich and don't want to be around poor people and not, not even to mention mention any sort of like racial connotations living this close to Flint. It's all sorts of negative impact on all different kinds of people. No one is happy (laughs) when they move down here. You think they would be, you know, getting to places where there's actually things to do, places to shop. There's jobs here.
1: The jobs is the main thing, right? But like, as far as things to do, I feel like if you really are motivated enough, you can find something to do anywhere.
0: Oh, for sure. Especially like, again, like we said, like with internet actually being available, but you know, you'd be surprised how many people I talked to, like, they're going crazy down here because things aren't as open and they're just not, there's just no homebodies. Cause we're in a city, you know, people go out to the bar. No, go, I, I guess that
1: makes sense. Cause like here I could be like, oh, well, besides hearing about, you know, the pissing and moaning over, you know, wearing a mask in public areas. Uh, it really hasn't changed too much. In fact, sometimes I even forget it's an issue because I can just walk out, go for a walk and I don't have to worry about it, you know, because it's, it's not that dense populated, you know,
0: right. Here, here is it's a big issue with that. Like you can't go anywhere without there being a fight over over wearing a mask. And and if you are concerned about that, as in my opinion, you should be. And like, I I wear a mask when I go places. There are fifty other people who aren't, and there's fifty people just jam packed into every business because things are trying to open up again. It's it's dangerous, even if you even if you don't believe in the germs.
1: (laughs) I think it's so funny that people get so butthurt about wearing a mask and like. A lot of the arguments that get presented over it just kind of drive me nuts. Like, for example, one of my favorite blood boiling comments is, uh, "Well, this mask doesn't even protect you." And my thoughts immediately turn to, "Well, yeah, it's not supposed to protect me. It's supposed to protect everyone else around me by limiting how tender. much like crap I spread into the air." You know.
0: But uh, but people don't want to hear. Don't, people don't want to hear facts or, or something, they want to be angry. Listen, at
1: man, we live in a world of like pseudoscience now, and it's just so like I, it, it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately with all the like political tension. Um, I'm like, the internet is just so open to whatever people want it to be, and like finding accurate information is getting harder and harder to actually find, you know. Because no matter what outlandish theory somebody has, you can find facts that support it on the internet, or not facts, but droves of information that that supports it. it.
0: Yeah, right. So I I guess my question to you is: You're in one of the more conservative places in the entire state, which is so strange because of again the wealth disparity. You're also in one of the poorest places in the entire state. Um, What's it like being there? Is it like being gaslit every day? Is it just full of people that don't believe it's an issue? Is it starting to become a problem there?
1: It's it's full of people who don't believe it's really an issue. There's a lot of people who think it's just a politically charged thing. And to some extent, I think it is now. I feel like it right. shouldn't have been from the start, but right. it's definitely, definitely a political, political stunt stuff. now. Right. Um and like that that just bothers me. But aside from that, it's not like most people like around here I mean, I don't really dig too far into other people's stuff. I usually keep my head down and out of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I know my what my surroundings are like here, right? I know I'm not likely to find a whole lot of people who agree with my point of view, um, especially since I don't really feel like I've completely believe like fit in one group or another.
0: For sure, for sure.
1: There's there's like too many like particular issues that I feel strongly on, and not all of them like fit within like the box of you know conservative or progressive
0: right is it is it hard being there where people do usually if they if they lean one way they lean hard like it, even if it's not like which a lot of it is conservative up there especially like i said like you see a lot of a lot of the super hard right wing stuff just because of the area it is uh, very, very i think poor that's white
1: more of right like a halo hard. effect though yeah that's like the loudest people for sure also yeah, the, the vocal, most extreme yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'd i argue against like anyone not being extreme where we came from. I, I, I know we were so strange because we were, like kind of kept to ourselves. We're like, I don't know, you do you, you know, don't worry about it. Like, that was always like, that, those were fighting words. You're like, I want to know what you're up to, and I want you to agree with me, damn it. Like that was, uh, it's a tough place to kind of keep to yourself. Do you find it it's easier to do now that you're an adult and you're not forced to mingle? I, like you are as a child. I actually
1: never really struggled with it, like ever, for the most part.
0: <laughs> like I know, I know, I
1: know that there were some other scrappier people in our friends group, but one of the things that I found out how to do was how to talk my way out of an issue. <laughs>
0: It's a, it's a good skill to have right like it's a, not getting punched it's done in the me face well so, so <laughs>
1: it's guess, gotten me. go ahead go ahead it's gotten me out of some trouble
0: so i guess like uh my question would be because like so many people have moved away there even if you're not super progressive even if you are conservative like you said like your sister moving away becoming more conservative there was mm-hmm. still a really strange disparity there with age you know we were a young generation that was embracing new things even if it wasn't politically it was technology and it's such a place that like is still stuck in its times even though internet has found its way there people have ipods and ipads but and i i mean that i that was not that was almost like people now have ipods there um is it strange being such a forward facing person you know you're a geek you're a nerd you love video games you like technology is it hard being there are you just automatically the it guy still
1: no actually i feel like as i gotten older i my age is showing and i'm not even that old yet like for example i struggled to figure out this discord right i'm like this is not something i would have struggled with when i was younger i feel like it's rubbing off the stupid is just too much for my brain
0: (laughs) i think that can be a little bit attributed to being a father right like i I turned 40 the second my kid was born
1: like i don't know that like uh I I that whole thing like with my child right and and what I've been through with that whole nightmare um is actually like I feel like it's done a lot of that like memory damage and like it, like that trauma is something I don't think I'll ever like get over
0: Is there anything more terrifying than knowing that there is a thing that you helped create in a room next to yours sometimes you know depending on your situation that like if you don't care for it if you if you don't do everything right it will just cease to exist and it's your fault is there anything more terrifying Um, than that
1: yeah uh (laughs) yeah there is actually and it's having that that thing that you care so much about be taken and moved into your neighbor's house
0: Oh God, man. I'm so sorry. Uh, so you're, you're divorced now, right? That That's yes. I, okay. I am divorced. I don't, we yep. don't have to talk about it. If you're not comfortable, I don't want to dig in. I don't want to hurt well, you. On it's the actually next a
1: really like, it's a really interesting story because it seems like something that's straight off off. Oh, off of the Hallmark channel because of how terrible it was. <laughs> well, I mean, if
0: you're if you're into talking about it, I'm I'm here to listen, man. It, it is a fascinating story for sure, and uh, I it, think you're right. The only thing that I, I, I don't have that a problem with terrified. sharing
1: it, right? I mean, okay. I've had a, a lot of time um to move on from it, but okay. that's the sort of thing that like always will be there
0: for sure. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I I mean, I definitely have questions, but I think just to go off your original point. I can't imagine that happening to me, you know, like, uh, I'm at home now with the kids 24 seven. My, my wife has to go back to school right now for dental hygienistry. And, uh, I, I get to work from home cause I'm, I'm lucky that way. So I'm just here full time with the kids and I, I can do that. I can't imagine not having that control. Is that really hard for you? You know, just again, even though they're still close, is that just like the worst? We'll start with the hardest question.
1: Um, Well, this is uh, this whole thing is very, very complicated for me because, like, uh, I actually was really against having kids, right? Because I don't, I don't have the patience for them, which is really, really like difficult for me to admit to. But I I get easily stressed when I'm around kids. Um, that's fair. (laughs) Huh?
0: I said, that's fair.
1: (laughs) it, It, I mean, being a parent is something that you have to plan for, right? Right. Uh, and, it did. It, it caught me by surprise. It, I was not planning on having kids, and then all of a sudden, I had kids, uh, or a kid, and I, I was like, "Well, I, you know, I'm not going to, like, there, it's done and over with now. You know, this is this is part of my life now, and I have to accept it. And right. I, I feel like I did okay doing that, given given the circumstances. Obviously, there was. There's issues that happen, and that's. Uh,
0: yeah, no one's, at, at like no, that's, no one's a perfect yeah, parent at first. No, no one's
1: a perfect parent, but it's it's. I just feel like I struggle a whole lot more with it because, of my like already like, not so sunny disposition towards kids.
0: Right, and it wasn't something that you wanted, so it wasn't something that you it, were psyched for necessarily.
1: It was not, but like, uh, like it's it's not you know my son's fault that he was put in that situation. Right. Um, and I still care about him deeply. But, uh, to answer your question, like,
0: about, uh... I think I lost you. Bob, if you can hear me, I think we got disconnected. Bob, can you hear me? Hello, I can hear you now. Perfect. Discord is difficult. Yeah, I see that. Um, <laughs> but I anyways, what... uh, I, I got to... Uh, you were going to answer my question, you said. <laughs> that's when it cut off.
1: Okay, I, I now forgot what your question was.
0: <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. Let's Let's start fresh. So you said you were okay with getting into it, so let's jump into it. So you had a kid... You weren't ready for it. You eventually became ready for it. When did it become more difficult? When did some of the issues start to show, or what were they?
1: Um. Uh. Well, that's just it. Like a lot, a lot of the issues like blindsided me, right? So, mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I felt like I don't know. It was. It, I feel like it was a perception issue, right? of okay. the ex-wife thinking that you know I didn't want a kid, and so I wasn't going to like provide for that kid or pay attention to that kid, right? right? um, and i'm I'm really kind of ashamed to say it, but i'm that did happen a couple of times, right? But it wasn't like it was just like, I need my space, you know, I'm right. a really introverted person and i it it it's really draining for me to be around like social interaction, okay? even if it is like my child. And it's like it's difficult because, you know, then I feel guilty about it afterward. But um, and so it was things like that that just ended up piling up, right. Um, and then by the time, like that, you know, like about two years after, he was born is when things like just started not working anymore. Um, which, which uh, led like a year before things just stopped working. We actually got like a house. Uh, oh, that's rough. Oh my gosh. It was terrible because like we got a house, we got a car, we had all this stuff together. And then, and then it was time to separate. And I, I just didn't know how to handle it. It was a right. huge struggle for me because my entire life was turned upside down.
0: Um, again and it again, was, you know, you, you already had it turned upside down on you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Like I, I got a child that I was like not prepared for, and was not expecting. And then, like I, I thought I was coping with it okay, and then it turns out that wasn't the case. And then uh, everything else was wrong too. So like, uh it just it just was a nightmare for a while uh and then like the last year was really rough because like i was in that situation where like you see everything crumbling around you but you know it's out of your hands at that point um there were th- there were things that i tried to do to like help make things better but at that point it was it was too late you know
0: right right and that makes sense
1: um like the the interest was already gone and like it was uh, it was rough. So she ended up talking to the neighbor a lot, which after our, our divorce, she ended up moving in with the neighbor like a week after.
0: Oh, that is just yeah. that's a lifetime movie, man.
1: It is. Um, and on her way out, uh, like she, she knew that like, I don't know, I, I'm very committed, right? Uh, so I won't, I won't let go of somebody unless I know for a fact that there's no going back. And one of the, the absolute deal breakers for me is just unfaithfulness. So she like slept with one of my best friends at the time or allegedly slept. I still don't know the, the full truth behind it, but she told me she did.
0: Um, that's wor- I mean, isn't that bad well, either way? Actually, like if she wants you to feel that even if she didn't do it,
1: she didn't want me to know I found out by reading, okay. reading her diary, like a creep.
0: <laughs> oh, Okay. Well, that's uh, that's again, that's very lifetime, but also that still sucks to sucks. To yeah, and then them. I
1: and then I brought it up, and it caused a whole you know thing, because she was not planning on telling me that. Um, but like that that was the point of no return for me. I was like, well, clearly there's no point in even trying with this anymore. Right. Uh, um. But yeah. So after that, she like moved in with the neighbor, uh, and so now my kid is. Uh, like I was able to keep the house, I was able to keep the car and all that stuff. But like, I, like, as, as far as divorces go, it wasn't that bad, except like, I just didn't handle it well because you know, everything I knew was now like turned upside down.
0: Right. Right. I mean, it, it's rough. It, it, nothing you're saying is an easy thing. So, I mean, I'm sure you know that obviously you went through it. Oh but... no, I've I've
1: lived <laughs> through it. <laughs>
0: But I just, I feel like I have to say it. I'm like, well, like, I, obviously there there are people to blame and you can, you know, toss it everywhere, but that's a rough situation for anyone to go through.
1: I, just, I mean, like know. the way I look at it is like, I can point the fingers, you know, but is that really like what the, I like to like, take accountability for what I've done in the past to make things not work, you know? Um, It's not always great because it, it le- like leads to me being like hypercritical of myself uh and it ends up like causing me to cast a lot of doubt in my life but at the same time like i i'm also not like blatantly ignorant to like admitting that i could have been a problem
0: right and, and the, you know that's really adult of you that's really mature and I'm sure like being a father probably has helped you kind of have to cope with those things. I know if that would have happened to me before I was a dad, I would have been like, yeah, it's all her fault. You know, go burn her. Stuff no,
1: I, I think, backyard. I think that's just the type of person I am. Um, And like, when I have like Carter around me, and this is actually a concern that I have like a lot lately is I want him to have those qualities of me. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's good life stuff to have. Um, I just worry about like his exposure to, uh, to the people around him. So I try and, uh, be involved in his life as much as I can be in my situation.
0: Yeah. To help, uh, like the, give him uh, those
1: life skills that I want to instill in him. you know?
0: Yeah. And stop the other ones that are skills, uh, the detriments that come from other people. Uh, yeah. You
1: know, you know, some of the, <laughs> the things that I'm I... concerned about.
0: Right. And I can understand that, especially like even like, say, say everything that was involved. It's your fault. You know, the other parties are saints. There's still points of, you know, like when you have a kid, it's even if it's by accident, there's a selfish thing where biologically you want that thing to end up like you, you know. You, you want mm-hmm. your kid to have your aspects because that's that's what, you know, you're, that's in your DNA. That's, that's what it is biologically. You know, your favorite things about the kid are the things that remind you of you. So, like, there, even if you are a piece of crap, which, by the way, Bob, you are not a piece of crap. You sound like a very mature person. And I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that, you know, your son has you in your life. But... Like, even if you were awful, like even an awful person wants their kid to be like them, whether it's better than them, their best qualities, just the you know, their nose or something, there's there's nothing wrong with wanting your kid to be like you. And at least you're focusing on the positives, <laughs> you know, at least you're going, I want him to have the good things and not the bad things from me.
1: Yeah, that's I, that's I want him to have
0: both. I want my kids to be awful, just like me. I want to I, I brought people into this world because I don't like anybody else. And I wanted to make more me's. With all of my negatives, so I'd have someone to bitch with.
1: I don't know if I really believe that everybody like wants the negative aspects in their children either, though. Because like, <laughs> I've straight up heard from the ex-wife; she's like, "Oh, well, I hope he doesn't have this aspect of me." And, like, uh, and I'm like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I have the levity, but there are certain things that people like Like, I'm an introvert. I don't want my kids to have to be a shut in like me, but I do hope they're homebodies. You know, I want someone to play board games with. I want someone who doesn't yeah. want to go out. on. I a mean, I feel
1: like that sort of thing is more or less like the environment that you raise your kids in. That's what they're going to be comfortable with, you know,
0: for sure. I tell people that all the time. I'm like you, you have a chance to train your favorite people like right and like they
1: they they already have like a natural inclination towards that kind of behavior because they're part of you like for example my kid right he loves legos he doesn't care about anything but legos right now (laughs)
0: does that sound familiar to you terry no no i definitely (laughs) didn't call you the lego kid for a long time yeah it's crazy it's like
1: it's crazy how similar he is to me because like I look at this kid and like he looks like me, and then like he acts just like I did when I was his age. Like, like he seriously doesn't talk about anything but Lego. He is a little bit more geeky than I was at my age. I was like, like nerdy geek, you know, build <laughs> shit with Legos, right? But he's like, oh, I like Pokemon too, and I really, <laughs> really, really like Batman. I'm like, I didn't get into like comic book stuff, so it's kind of cool seeing like the like the minor variations.
0: Yeah, is it cool being able to provide some of the stuff that you weren't able to do? Like, I I wasn't into comics until the late '90s because that's just not where we grew up. If you wanted a comic Uh... book, you had to drive 45 minutes.
1: It was cool back when I can afford it, but now I've got child support to pay
0: <laughs> right. Not, not now you have a kid who likes more things than what you did, and you have to provide those things
1: well, right. But, but, and like also, I've got like, like after after the separation, like my my income got halved, right. And I've got this mortgage and this car payment and all this other stuff that, you know, uh, I have to pay. And then I've got this other giant looming bill, like, Uh, I hate to be the guy to complain about child support because it exists for a reason, but I have never felt more shackled in my life.
0: No, and the thing is, both can be true. They're not mutually exclusive. It it can exist to help, you know, fund your your child while also crippling the father or the mother in the situation. Like (laughs) it happens because of the way it works, you know, like if they if they determine that you owe them 50 percent of your your pay and 50 percent of your pay isn't that much. Well, what does that equal? Yeah, it you know, equals well, a very poor father.
1: Yeah, and like I, I'm just glad that I live in an area where like everything's everybody's so poor because that means the standard of living isn't that high. I can All afford right. to like pay my bills. I don't have a lot left over, but I can afford it at least. Um, so like, I'm like, yeah, back when I could afford like the cool stuff for him I did spoil them. But now, like I'm, I'm like way more like careful about what I get for them, um, because like I, I can't, I can't, you know, uh, be like, oh, here's the power bill, kid, brand new Lego set. <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I think you know, obviously, in the. In the 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 short term, they don't know that kind of stuff. You know, my daughter does not understand how much I fork out for her to have a subscription to every friggin' Nickelodeon, like uh, like side thing. Like she has Nickelodeon, Noggin, uh, you know, Tune Nick, all the different things. Also, so you can watch like the fifteen fucking cartoons she likes. But uh, she doesn't understand. We're like, well, that means I shut off every single light every thirty seconds, and uh, we don't leave the <laughs> coffee pot on for more than you know one cup of coffee, and the toaster's never been plugged in. Uh, you know, they don't oh, yeah. appreciate that in the moment, but when they're adults and they see that you're able to provide for them, you know, the fact that, you know, he has a roof over his head and food in his belly, I'm sure in the long run, it'll be positive, right?
1: Yeah, I certainly hope so. It's hard for me because, like, I didn't come from, like, separated parents. Right. I was very lucky not to have that. Um, like, my parents were together and. So I didn't I, I never had the shock of going from one family to another. I yeah. I I that's actually something I worry about with Carter because I don't know like I don't know how to how to like help alleviate that pain.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's a rough and a real question. I mean the fact that you're still in his life, I'm sure, is a big enough help. You know, he gets to see dad and you know, he I'm sure he has a room at your house and you know, he has things there. But you know, to a kid, what else is there?
1: I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just the some of the like the minor things that happen, like when he's like, "Oh, Dad, you should buy this," and I I gotta like, "Oh, well, I I can't really, buddy." Right. Or or one of my all time favorites is, uh, you know, the perpetual battle between you know dads, quote unquote, right? Because I'm his real dad, and uh, his other stepdad is you know also like
0: uh it's yeah, tough stepdad has has the beauty of you know you paying for him already and then he just has his paycheck to then spoil the kid with so uh yeah easy, easy yeah win there. so
1: i've got a really like uphill battle to fight with that
0: and you know you're already doing the right thing is like you make time for the kid i know like my parents were poor, but they were together. You know, I'm sure you know that story. <laughs> I'm sure it's not mm-hmm. that different than yours. But, like, I know a lot of what my dad did and didn't do was just time. It's like, I know you can't buy me a brand new bike, but can we go fishing? Can we hang out?
1: Well, and that's kind of the other crappy thing is because, like, I don't have a whole lot of expendable time. Right. Um, Like, I I work, like, 12-hour shifts. So it's it's tough, you know?
0: I imagine like, like most of your free time is probably with the kid, right? Like when you have, when you have custody. So it's like, this is what I'm doing at this time.
1: Well, it, it is, but like, I have to balance like my time with them, um, with my work schedule. And because like I work nights pretty much from one to like midnight, that means that I like, he wakes up at seven o'clock in the morning. I'm getting no sleep. Right. Uh it's, it's just tough.
0: You become nocturnal dad.
1: I, well, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I sleep until like 11 most cases, which is pretty crappy because when I have him, I have to be up at seven o'clock because that's when he wakes up. Sometimes six.
0: So oh. it's like zombie dad's around and zombie dad yeah, cares, yeah. but zombie dad has no energy.
1: <laughs> zombie dad is passed out on the couch. And because of that feels like a terrible dad because he's not spending time with his kid. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's why God invented cartoons and cereal, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, Netflix. I,
0: I mean, like, <laughs> right? Exactly. That's I, I, I don't know a single dad that would critique you on that because you're in, already in a no-win situation. I mean, I. I do have more time with my kids, and I still like, like today it was my wife's first day back. And like, I was like, today, daddy's not playing 45 rounds of hide and seek. Today, daddy <laughs> is watching all of the cartoon networks. So let's just, let's just strap in. You guys get to pick all the cartoons you want, but we're not moving from this couch.
1: Yeah. With that being said, like, I am, I am very grateful for, like, for my son being like a very chill child. He is yeah. probably the most well behaved child i've ever come across in my life right <laughs> i remember like one time i forgot to latch the uh this is uh, i'm like embarrassed to even bring this up but one time i forgot to latch the uh uh like the child lock i had um on my kitchen sink
0: right okay
1: and he walks up to it and he just clicks it closed and walks away <laughs> i'm like really kid <laughs>
0: That's awesome. It's it's amazing too. Like you're training a little adult, basically.
1: Yeah, like like uh, recently, one of the things he said that just blew me away was uh, I had him uh, for an overnight, right? And he was like, "Dad, I just really want to go back to my mom's." And normally, I would have been like, "Well, kid, like, no, not not this time." But something just told me to let this one happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, "Okay." buddy i'll take you back to your mom's but um you know i'm really gonna miss you and and he says something that i always told him like when when he struggled with me dropping him off at his mom's and he just looked at me and he says uh dad it's okay we'll be together soon and i was just about like in tears over that i'm like who raised you to be such a responsible young little man
0: That's just, that's heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. Like, you're gonna make me cry. Like as a dad, like that's I struggle with it all the time when like whenever one of us is away, that's you know, they always ask. It's like, where's Dad? Where's Mom? When are they coming back? Right. It, the answer can be a day or it can be a week depending on business. And the fact that they mm-hmm. miss you and the fact that they understand that you're gonna come back, is that not just like the best feeling in the world? Like he knows it, he it, knows is. You're not leaving.
1: it is. And like, I just, like, I just felt really proud that he was able to handle that in such like an adult way. Yeah. Um, it,
0: it's amazing. It's amazing. You. It sounds like you have an awesome little kid. And I guess that, that leads me to another question is I know originally you weren't ready for it. You didn't want it. You stepped up. You, you obviously love your son. Has it become easier? I know your life's gotten harder, but has becoming uh, being a father become easier to you?
1: No, it, it, it honestly hasn't it's still a that huge process. struggle for me um it's it it still takes a lot of effort to be that best dad that i can be and like when i say the best dad that i can be i feel like 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 i'm not on league with other dads because like i like have a very very short like a, like attention span for like childish activities right um, like I'll, I'll I'll get bored of them easy, and then I'll like be like, okay, well I got I got to clean up around the house or something, you know, right. and I'll just do adult stuff, and like I feel terrible about it when I do that. But like, I, like he'll be like, oh, uh, come play trucks with me, and I'll play trucks with them for a little bit, but then my knees start hurting, and I'm like, oh my god, this is what my parents did. This <laughs> this is rough. This is rough on a body. <laughs>
0: But like every minute need to go you do spend, dishes. right? Every huh? minute that you spend there, like he cherishes it, though. You know, the fact that you try is a big thing for them, and they don't—they don't, they don't mm-hmm. have object permanence the same way that we do. That thirty minutes does—that can feel like forever,
1: right? It's I don't know. Maybe it plays into the fact that I said I'm hypercritical earlier on of myself.
0: Maybe a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I to say? It's not for me to determine, but it it sounds like that you care about your kid, and I feel like coming from such an area, and again, I, I hate to always like dog on it because i make it sound like it's yeah. the worst backwards anything. it's not like this, it's not this that like bad. this
1: background we have really isn't that bad comparatively we didn't grow up on eight mile or anything
0: right and i you know my my parents moved from eight mile and it wasn't as bad as also like it happens in the movies either but like, <laughs> like uh, there were a lot of absentee parents and our parents did have to work for a living you know you see somebody that at least had somebody at home or something but like my mom and dad had to work. I, I know that your parents had jobs. I know that they worked. Uh, I know uh, one that of there them was did. my dad bridges.
1: did. My mom was a stay at home mom.
0: Right. So like, you know, you didn't see your dad at every single waking moment of the day, but like, you remember the times you did.
1: Yeah. And like not seeing him all the time did make me like appreciate him more.
0: Right. And it's not like he was off partying, man. Like it wasn't like, <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to go see this metal band this weekend. Forget the kids. It's like, oh no, I have to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. Just, I, I like your dad. So like, it's easy for me to say, like, <laughs> your dad's <a> cool. <laughs> See, dude. Well, yeah.
1: I, like, my dad has some some really, like, as an adult, there's some quirks about him that I just don't understand. Like, for <laughs> example, like, sorry, dad, if you ever listen to this, but I don't understand why you don't ever buy, like, a reliable automobile. <laughs> like, you're always buying, like, the cheapest lemon you can find and spending more money and time repairing that car and keeping it in running shape than you would on like a decent vehicle
0: because you have to have the money for the playstation 3 for when that breaks down because that's <laughs> an, you know you gotta re- you gotta have the cash flow to replace that because that's inevitable the car might last the playstation's going down
1: i just i don't know man it's just so <laughs> funky <laughs>
0: What do you think are the stories that your kid's gonna remember you from this age? Do you think he's gonna go, Man, my dad like loved playing Legos in cars with me, but man, did he always want to go do the dishes? Or is it gonna be, man, my dad played with me so oh, long that his knees didn't work.
1: I think I think his favorite story, like as of right now, is when he like split his head open at school. Oh All right? Jesus.
0: Why is oh, this yeah. to every kid?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I was not handling this situation well because like I was at work. getting ready for work right and then i get a call from the ex-wife and she's like oh uh uh your your son fell over at school and he hit his head i'm like uh like you know and and she's a bit of like a hypochondriac right everything's a hospital trip and i'm like okay i'm like this can't be anything like i was seriously like all right whatever i'm just gonna go to work um And then I was like, how bad is it? And she sends me a picture and he's got like this like wrap around his head. I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, I guess, I guess I'm not going into work. I'm going to call him and let him know what's going on. So I show up at the hospital. Right. And he's got this, like they, he's got this giant gash in his head and like, it's, it's deep too. And they like, so they stuck in like cotton balls into his head. Right. (sighs) And, like, I'm squeamish. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this. Uh, And on top of that, you know, I'm in the same room with my, you know, ex-wife. So And we still aren't quite on great terms. Gotcha. Things are still pretty awkward. So I've got my kid, my wounded kid, in the same, like, (laughs) ER room. And I'm in there with the ex-wife. And all sorts of complicated stuff is going on. Uh, and, and then like, they take it out to, to look at the wound and like my kid, by the way, he's not upset. He's just sitting there talking, playing with his little Lego guy. And I'm like, Oh my God, what a badass this kid is right now. (laughs) Um, and then they, they take out the, 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 the cotton swabs and like, I can see his skull and I'm freaking out a little bit in my mind. Like, I'm like, okay, I got to put my head down for a little bit. Right. Right. And uh, he goes, daddy. And I go, what, buddy? And I lift my head up and and look at him. And the way he's sitting, right, his his wound is away from me. But he goes, daddy. And I look up and he turns a little bit towards me. He's like, look at my head. And I'm like, no, buddy, it's (laughs) okay. (laughs) I don't, daddy doesn't want to look. And then he turns his head a little bit more. He's like, daddy, look at my head. And I'm like, buddy, it's all right. And then he just shoves the wound into my face. Daddy, look at my head. And I'm like, <laughs> he, So that little butthead, <laughs> while he's like just wounded as fuck, decided it was in his best interest to just tease me. <laughs> oh, it was so funny.
0: See, like yep. like you said, like, those are the things that he's going to remember. And those are definitely the things that you're going to remember.
1: Oh, and... God, yeah. I was so, like, worried about him. And he's just like, na da, 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 da Lego guy, tease dad, Lego guy, Lego guy. I'm like, oh, my God, kid.
0: <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that's going to elevate you, you know what I mean? Like, I know, like you said, it's still really hard for you. You have to put in a lot of effort to make it work. But, you know, that's really important. And as an adult, you know, I wish because it it was hard on my dad to do it. And he had a lot of similar issues to what you're saying, minus the divorce. He could have made more time and he didn't. And I feel like just the fact that you're trying goes so far above and beyond because you don't have to. That's the thing. You know, you don't have to be there for your child. It's the shitty thing (laughs) and the truth. And I've seen so many dads after becoming a father just like not do it you know, because it is hard and because it's sometimes it's impossible not to like completely put it off on them. Being a parent, doing it right is impossible. You're going to make fucking mistakes and you can't always be there. And the fact that you try and you have a story like that, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the big difference. That's that has me almost falling over here to go kiss my kid because you're trying.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And like, it's, it's just difficult because like that, me not being there for the kid was like a huge like conflict point for me and and the ex-wife because and and that might be one of the reasons why I struggle with like accepting that you know, I might not always have time for my child, you know, right. because I was always told by her that I was never making enough time for him, you know, right, and like it, like I don't know that that kind of trauma is what I feel like I still haven't been able to overcome.
0: Right. And and you know, you know, you might not ever, but how old is your kid now?
1: He's going to be 5 this year.
0: Yeah, you got a lot of, you have a long time to to make up for it and to fix that and also like you have a long time for way more roller coasters with him, you know what I mean? Like
1: Oh god, I I don't even want to think about that. Like he's only he's only like 4 right now and he already smashed his head open. I'm like, "What are you going to do to me, kid?" Like heart attack. Like,
0: Exactly. I mean, also, like, not to diminish it at all, but like, that's right of passage. You know what I mean? If you're like, if you're not rushing somewhere because your kid bashed his head in, you're not dad. Like, I'm just saying. I like, never did kind of- that as
1: a child. Like, the worst that I ever did was get extremely drunk <laughs> and then have my, uh, like, girlfriend call my mom for some reason. <laughs> God, that's so not-
0: uh we were actually just telling that story like not on on a podcast it just came up organically because i was like i'm gonna do an interview with bob and they're like dude do you remember the time (laughs) it's so funny the
1: time he got so drunk he balled his eyes out collapsed into a futon and then his mom got called there yeah
0: well here's the thing, and this all ties together, I promise, into into you calling your mom is you you mentioned that we didn't do that, right? Like our parents didn't have to run and save us, but we were weird kids, Bob. Like <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on that. We were strange and we were very docile, even though we were like scrappy and there were certain points where like we were the weird kids in town, we were weird because we weren't starting fights with everybody, you know. Like, no,
1: you're you're absolutely <laughs> right. We were so like you some yee going them. around in some trucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. So, like, it didn't happen the same way, you know? So, they didn't have to come and save you. But the fact that you could call your mom, and that's what I thought about the same thing as when I was hungover on my 21st birthday, I wasn't even talking to my mom, and she showed up with Coca-Cola and aspirin because she knew I would need it. And you, well, were, you felt comfortable enough to call your mom when you were fucked up. That's just it. I didn't you know, call my mom. Somebody else did, but still.
1: <laughs> yeah, the girlfriend called the mom. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And that triggered a, like a panic.
0: <laughs> and then I to passed out. You were not in a safe place. There was nothing safe about that house. Like, like it, it was a good thing that she called your mom because who was going to care for you? Me? Like, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you started I mean, freaking out, and I woke like, up the Bob next morning
1: just fine. Like, it's funny because I was completely fine that morning, right? No <laughs> hangover, nothing. I just woke up. To some very disappointed looks. (laughs) And and now I can't even have like a wine cooler without getting like hung over the next day. It's terrible. I do not drink.
0: I can't remember the last time I had more than one drink and that it wasn't like forced on me. We had like a cocktail hour for my work and like we're all working remotely. So it's this really awkward thing with a bunch of adults that aren't friends over Zoom. Drinking, you know, awkward cocktails. It was awful. It was as bad as it sounds. No offense to my boss, Gerald, if you're listening, I love you. I don't know anybody else we work with. So it was awful. But anyways, so so I have one drink, and like the next day, like I feel like I had 45. And that's the kid thing, man. When you sleep five hours a night, and if that, (laughs) and you have to work 12 hours, like you can't you can't go binge drinking. That's just not how the math adds up. It doesn't work that way anymore. (laughs) also your knees <laughs> stop working no one told me that like the second you have kids you you start to bald your knees yeah work. i know
1: right it's like what
0: <laughs> i tell people they don't believe me like when you have a kid you just turn 40 unless you're rich and i am not rich you are not rich it's just how it happens you're like okay i'm 40 now i guess i i drive the speed limit now never did that before don't i don't drink alcohol i don't really drink anything other than water and tea and ungodly amounts of coffee they just these are things that are forced upon you when you become dad i also read the newspaper <laughs> i read the washington post every morning i buy stocks like these are things i did not care about before the only thing oh, i cared man. about before kids were power rangers and spider-man and like just yeah it's
1: crazy things. all the responsibilities that
0: you get as an adult Ugh. it sucks <laughs> sometimes <laughs> i wish you could go back
1: to the good old days where all i cared about was you know, sitting in front of a TV. And then I didn't have the weight of my world and feeling guilty about not doing things that I needed to do while doing it.
0: You know, right. that's the thing is like somehow you still feel guilty when you're doing the right thing. You're like, am I doing it right? Still? Did I do enough of it? And like, There's just, there's never, <laughs> the thing that I've always struggled with is even when I know I'm doing a better job or when I know I'm not doing as good of a job, the thing that still is always in the back of mind is the fear. Because, like, I was never afraid. You know, I've always been pretty lucky. Even, like, I mentioned, I didn't force a lot of fights. I got into a few fights. I'd get beat up, but not too bad. You know, I had friends that would back me up in these fights. I didn't... I don't gamble. I was a pretty docile creature. So, like, I always was safe. I met a woman who didn't like to do those other things. So she was pretty safe. But then you have these kids. And kids are not safe. They don't understand <laughs> safe. They don't want to be safe. In fact, they want to be in danger because it's fun. And they're little sociopath- I'm pretty
1: convinced that every kid like is just on a suicide pact, right? They will <laughs> find sure. whatever they can to hurt themselves with it. It like well there was a there was a game that was just some like dumb indie game where like you Are were you a parent about think chasing of the children
0: Huh? Think of the children?
1: Is that what it was called? Yes. I don't remember the name of it. But it's like, like a party the, game. The kids kind of objective is to straight up kill itself, right? Yes.
0: No, I love that game. Remember it. And, wife and like all the time. when
1: I, when I saw that game I'm like that's not even far from real life that's just that's just real that is that is how it is if you take your eyes off your kid like especially when they're that young like like I have this awesome picture of my son like back when we lived in the apartment right we had the spiral staircase that went down to oh the god. first floor oh god and I've got this awesome picture of flower just all over the floor and him hanging on to the makes of baby gate <laughs> <laughs> because he tried going down the stairs and he got stuck. <laughs> I'm like,
0: this is... <laughs> like, they're like, like, no, I came in too early. I need to go out.
1: I'm like, listen, kid, you don't even have it that bad. Wait until you get older. My parents were right.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's so crazy. But it's so true. I don't know why they want to do that to us. Like My, my son inevitably he's not happy unless I have had a heart attack every single day. Like if my, if I don't have a palpitation, he's just not doing his job. Right. Like it's in, it's in the paperwork. My daughter has started to chill out. She likes music. She likes to dance. She fucking loves my little pony. Now. Like she, she's kind (laughs) of chilled out a little bit. Meanwhile, my son, He's into lots of cool shit. You know, we watched like 14 hours worth of Power Rangers today. It was dope. Him and my daughter, they got their morphers on. They're like transforming. It's so awesome. Until my son's like, But being on the ground isn't good enough, Daddy. I need to morph from on top of the counter. And oh. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he got up there, but he was there in a morphing stance. And then he jumps up like they do. <laughs> I'm like, Well, oh, he's good. dead. He died today. Okay. <laughs> that's- I can't catch you. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm 15 feet away. <laughs> I was watching the other one. They don't tell you that when you have two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, and then, like, you know, what my favorite is like. All right, being the father, like, even when even when my family was together, right, uh, I I was the one who had to decide, like, is this worth a hospital visit because right. that bill's going right. to
0: suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I don't like having to weigh those. Like that's why, like when you said that your that, kid, you know, like, got gashed his head open. Like that happens to every dad. I remember getting the call, and he's, you know, he's at the nursery or or as a preschool or whatever. And I get the call, and they're like, "It's probably fine." And I was like, "If it was probably fine, you wouldn't call me." But in my head, I'm like, "But I don't want to go to the emergency room because that's a lot." I'm like thinking, "I'm like, no, is it like... wrong to put stitches on my own son? Is that is that inappropriate? <laughs> is that too cheap? Is that too cheap to provide my own stitches?"
1: Here, kid. I got you a tourniquet and a bottle of jack. It's all I could afford.
0: For all of the aspiring <laughs> fathers out there, the answer is yes, that's too cheap. Pay the bill. <laughs> Go to the <laughs> <other> <laughs> room. <laughs> but like it's a thing that because like you're you're not just responsible, like healthwise, you know, you're financially responsible. You know, you know, as yeah. like no a single parent, you know, sometimes it sucks, but like being not rich, like you don't even have to be poor, just being not rich. Those are things you have to weigh. An ambulance can cost between one and three grand. You know, it's oh, yeah. between $50 all the way up to, like, almost 700 So, yep. like, you know, it's not crazy to go, I don't know. You're probably good, right? Like, you can walk. You didn't <laughs> know all your ABCs before this anyways.
1: Sleep it off. It still, still isn't better dirt by dirt. tomorrow. We'll go in.
0: <laughs> exactly. The amount of times I was like, just just get up, just get up. And my son's, like, starting to limp. I'm like, oh, God, is he actually injured? Am I a horrible dad right now? And then he just <laughs> does it again. I'm like, ah, eh, he'll probably be fine.
1: Yeah, like. Kids do some crazy stuff and then like, just get back. Like a, I, one of the like crazy life lessons I learned is that like a lot of times when a kid takes a fall, right. Um, you got to keep a straight face. Cause if you freak out, that kid's going to freak out. Oh, that kid could be sure. completely okay. Right. <laughs> completely fine. But if you like, uh, are like, Oh God, are you okay? Then your kid will cry. <laughs>
0: Well, like that's the thing. You're a grown man. You know, you're you're a superhero to him. You know, if if you see a grown well, man right, cry, right, right. If see, I see well, a grown man this, cry, I cry.
1: This is a lesson I learned early on, but uh, the ex-wife did not. So every oh time God. she freaked out, I'm like, yo,
0: he was fine before he started getting crazy. The modern times and upset. I have yelled at each other. Exactly. Like we're like, no, don't don't you cry. You just you just shut the fuck up, turn around, because if you cry, they'll cry exactly like, inside your head uh it's <laughs> fine everything's fine go have kids it's wonderful it's a very fulfilling experience as i'm sure other people have said i don't say that i tell people not to have kids i love my kids I, your kid sounds great i've met him a couple times he seemed like a really cool kid but i still tell people don't do it it's just so
1: expensive. you did meet him? yeah um, him.
0: sadly at a funeral i met him
1: oh uh, yeah but he was like itty bitty baby
0: hey babies are cool man I, I've always loved kids. I don't need more. <laughs> if I met your kid now, I'd be like, oh, you look like Bob. Cool. But like, seriously, I <laughs> loved kids. I was all like, I babysat like I was one of the few like, you know, I was a dude. I know like gender stereotypes are out the window. People are idiots who think that way. But in our hometown, they weren't. So it was weird. I'm like, I'd watch kids. My my sister had a kid when I was really young, so I grew up changing his diapers. I always loved kids. I always wanted kids. And then I had kids and now I love my kids and fuck all other kids.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, I hate, that's yeah, just it. like being being somebody who originally didn't like kids either right um i can still say like when people used to tell me they're like oh it's different when it's your kid you know i was like whatever you're just lying because you have a child <laughs> but it really is different when you have your own kid
0: it is it's a biological imperative number one like there is a thing in your lizard brain that goes that thing looks like me protect it like it's just it's just like a thing that's there but also you have an emotional connection you know you care for this thing it's like uh, yeah. there's an old ben, ben Franklin quote where he would trick people into being his friend and he would do this not by doing favors for them, but by asking people to do favors for him because you would trick their lizard brain because it goes, well, if I didn't care about him, I wouldn't do a favor for him. So you uh, would yeah. become friends and you, you have to take, you have to wipe this thing's ass. Okay. Like, how can you not love it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've actually read about that um, before. It's interesting stuff.
0: And why do you think I would go? Hey, Bob, please do this podcast for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Uh, thinking, <laughs> playing four-dimensional chess over here. You know, being dad, yeah. it's what you have to do. I I don't know. I was a horrible person before I had kids. Not just like, like oh, I didn't care about other people. Just like when it comes to like standards of living, I didn't need anything. I lived on a bedroll in a house. You were uh... in the house. You know, Bob almost died. You know, drinking at that house. <laughs> like I did not care about anything, and then you have kids, and I'm like, well, now I must uh, read the Washington Post, and I must wear a tie, and I
1: you, guess you, I you know what though. I will say that like my standards, like like the things that I needed to get through life were very minimal as well. Right. Uh, turns out that worked out to my advantage in the long run because uh, I now have to work with that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> um but i will say that like the short period of time before everything collapsed i had like two years of making solid money around here and uh of being able to afford nice things and that was awesome i like i never i never knew what expendable income was until that moment
0: i I Um, didn't know that people slept on beds like like what is what is what is a bed frame my wife makes fun of me to this day because, like, I have a, I have like a, a sleep mattress, you know, like it's memory foam and a memory foam pillow and a weighted blanket. And she was like, when I met you, you would make fun of me when I didn't fall asleep in pants. And now I'm, like, <laughs> I need all of these things, and like, <laughs> and I just, I don't understand it. I hate it a little bit. There's a little piece of me that wants to be like Frank. You know, and it's always sunny.
1: There, there is something like. Uh, I don't remember where I heard it, but they always told me that like, no matter how much you make, you'll always find a way to spend that money. Right. Uh, I entirely believe that after being an adult. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like, you know, I never understood it. You know, my parents had dual income; like, they never made a lot. You know, they they worked at Walmart for a long time, and I was like, "How are you guys always so broke?" And then you become a parent, and you, know, you get married. You know, any station of life, and you're like, "Fuck, how am I broke?" Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, like it's just the little things that like add up over time. Like, it just blows me away sometimes. And well, like, then know, I look back expensive. on on the 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 years where I had like squanderable income, and then I just go, "Why did I?" Sp- it like that what was i thinking
0: the fact that you call it squanderable income kind of kind of paints the picture that you squandered it like it's how it <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly what i do with it i've got like some items around my house that i'm like i should not have bought that what was i thinking that was way too expensive and it was not necessary
0: I I was actually, I was recently interviewing a couple other people for this podcast and uh, we were talking about investments and they were like, so how do you do it? And I was like, I'm still learning because this is the first time in my life where I can afford to invest something. Like this is the first time I'm not like hand to mouth, you know? And they're like, oh, how do you do it? And I was like, well, I don't sleep and I have seven jobs. Like that's the only way I know like how to, like, I, I don't think I spend that much money, but you know, things are expensive and you feed five people. It just, it adds up. You spend whatever you have. It's just so true. Yeah, yeah. Fair, it's it's you know? it,
1: is, it is absolutely true.
0: As part of it's probably Michigan living. Like we live in the Midwest, and the Midwest still is clinging to that uh, that that American dream type thing. Where you got a car, and you got a house, and you got a kid. You
1: nuclear got a family.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's called nuclear. Like you don't think that that radiates something bad. Like I've never like I've never understood what you cling to that. You know.
1: I I don't know. I mean, it, like it's just something to aspire to you know it's the it's the end goal
0: right and i I, it's weird because that was my end goal for a long time and then when i met my wife i kind of decided against it i was like i always wanted kids and i still do but i'm enjoying being able to afford comic books and like being able to eat out more than once Mm. like two months and then you have kids, you're like, oh, I need to go back. I can no longer afford comic books, and we will never eat out again. <laughs>
1: like- well, see, eating out was one of my favorite things to do of all time. I think that is actually where a lot of my squanderable income went, because I would I would take the family out all the time, like all the time.
0: Taco Bell or Applebee's?
1: No, not Taco Bell or Applebee's. I really <laughs> dislike both of them. I don't know why Applebee's gets has much positive like feedback around only, here it just blows the around my mind. there i'm the like thing. okay i'm like all right so you like gourmet freezer food i don't understand that's
0: 100 right? what it is the thing is, is like <laughs> i lived up there people would make fun of me because i was like yeah we you know me and my wife once a month we go to applebee's you're like that's your fancy dinner and i was like Listen, that's your bitch, fancy there's dinner? nothing around See, there. now,
1: i went to the courtyard for fancy
0: dinner, that is a good fancy dinner, and it, and it's solid yep. food. I, I went was to Roses. for me, Roses was good too.
1: Roses was good. The courtyard was good. Um, and and those were actually like fancier restaurants. They're not like, and that's just it. Like, I don't like chain restaurants. I will like go out of my way to buy food from like, like, small business. Right?
0: Yeah. At least, like, at least you have like diners up there. Is is still a big thing? Like those still operate.
1: Well, I think we've only got one diner in, in Alpena anymore.
0: Oh, really? They're all, It's so depressing.
1: Yeah. But, like, the, like we've got this, like, one of my favorite places to get food from is, like, this deli in downtown Alpena, which, like, Alpena is a really quaint town. I love it. Like, I guess technically it's a city, but... Um,
0: but, it, like, <laughs> like it, we, we grew up in a village, so to us, you know, it's a city, but to other people who live in bigger it's not, cities... It's not a
1: metropolis. It's no. just, you know... i don't know but like it it's kind of neat being here because you get to see like these old buildings and that's what the town is and that's the theme um but like so i'll go to like this deli like tucked in downtown alpino which is just like a bunch of like old like you know western style buildings it's just it's just like a pretty neat environment to be in
0: Is it nice raising your kid there? I know that's one of my one of my big things is I moved. So my kids would grow up around people that were more diverse than where I grew up and also less bigoted. Now, half of that equation became true. But because people are bigoted everywhere, it's still.
1: Yeah. uh, yeah. Um, I feel like. One of the things that Carter is not like me as like, he is super outgoing. He will he will talk to like any new kid he meets. And I'm just like, oh, please don't because I don't want to talk to their parents or that kid.
0: (laughs) Have you gone to anyone's birthday parties yet? Has that happened to you?
1: No, no, Uh, it hasn't.
0: Just hold out as long as you can.
1: That sounds like terrible.
0: It's it's worse. It's worse, man. I
1: think that's going to be something that I leave the ex-wife to do.
0: (laughs) I mean, honestly, that that might be like the best thing that that comes of your divorce is that you don't have to go to those things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like in these kind of situations, it's focusing on the silver linings that gets you through. Like, for example, (laughs) um, I can be like, Oh, darn, I'm not going to that, but your mom can take you. (laughs)
0: Uh, you can also, you know, you can always, always blame the stepdad. Like that's an easy thing. We're like, Oh, I can't do that because of chip or whatever his name is. (laughs) Chip is just one of those stepdad names to me chip <laughs> close uh,
1: but right, yeah right, um...
0: right. <laughs> you know because everyone everyone can picture chip like oh chip like oh is that your dad nah it's my stepdad i guess <laughs> my mom i guess i don't know i don't want to talk about it he wears a lot of khakis no um,
1: no 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 <laughs> no you, in this case you got to think of like lumberjack
0: oh god that's worse like when you say yeah. lumberjack do you mean brawny towel or do you mean duck Dynasty?
1: I mean Duck Dynasty.
0: Ah, oh, ouch, man, ouch. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have yeah. a real I kind of grew a, a Duck Dynasty beard just because of COVID, but. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not in good shape, so <laughs> like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I don't look. It doesn't really match. Like I'm, I'm very, very scrawny dude with a beer gut, with long beard. I look more like uh, you know, like I play a lot of video games or write a lot of comic books in my basement, which is what I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so listen Bob, I don't know why this podcast keeps coming back to me self-deprecating, but uh it seems, it seems <laughs> to be a trend here. Um so I, I we got to wrap it up here, but I really appreciate you telling all these stories. You've been very forthright and I just want you to know I don't think you're a bad dad. And I don't think anyone listening to this and just so you know, people are listening to this. There's like about 2000 listeners, so I I will Fantastic. let you know. That that these people yeah. probably don't think you're yeah. a bad dad. Forward me
1: some fan mail.
0: <laughs> I will. I will. You seem like you know. Toss toss Bob some praise. Toss Bob some oh, loving words. If you toss Bob, oh no no, honesty
1: is the best policy. Sure, I want to be the best I, think, I can be. <laughs> I think you're worst,
0: and I think that you live in northern Michigan. I think you have plenty of people to critique you.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure I'll find it.
0: Right. You know, you live in like the land of Karens. There's not a single person that won't drive by going, "What the fuck are you doing to that boy?" Like that's, that's just that's just where you are. I think you have. He said of he was going
1: to give his kid a bottle of Jack and a tourniquet. What kind of father is this?
0: Dude, that's every dad. Like I, I know <laughs> when I learned that it's like really inappropriate to like rub alcohol on your kid's gums, like everyone did where we grew up, and like uh, and not just rub it on their gums, just like give, just give them a shot, just give them one, like it'll be fine, it'll knock them out. We can just we can go play cards. Like, that is where I grew up. And <laughs> when my kids first started teething, I'm like, well, we have some brandy. My wife's like, or aspirin, you know? <laughs>
1: <Like that's what laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know. I was like, uh, not into the whole alcohol with infants thing. Yeah. No, that's um, fucked up. I was like, I'm not doing that. But I would joke about it because, you know. Uh, it happened to us is the we, we grew up with our friends group, and we had a lot of dark jokes.
0: Listen, we don't talk about those. Like, uh, my favorite meme, I see is uh, what happens if the uh, Xbox Live party chats were leaked from like two thousand oh,
1: everybody going, uh, no. would be going away for hate speech for sure.
0: Uh, Hates me. I mean, just like even like the things that aren't just like outrightly like bigoted. Like we were a pretty inclusive group, but we would just say the most hurtful things. I'd just be afraid that someone would come at me for like with a gun. Like I remember at one point somebody well, talking about my I zombie think... father and like wanting to fuck I him, think... and I was like, "How does that even come up?" I don't know, man.
1: We had some really creative types in our friend group, <laughs> and and, yeah. and sometimes I wish that they would have used their creative like creativity for more productive things
0: (laughs) yeah it's like uh it's like when you read a comic book and you see like the superheroes mirror and it's like oh i've only used your powers for good that's how i feel about a lot of people that i knew growing up (laughs) like uh like working working with your sister now i feel so bad because like uh she 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 draws for me for some of my comic books. and I'm oh, like she I'm did. so she sorry did do that, that
1: you... Stuff for you then yeah
0: yeah, yeah, we we have a comic book coming out later on this year. Check it out on my website, can'tbekilledcreations.com. But uh awesome, I feel bad that she has to work with me. I'm like, if only you could find some better people to work with, like use your use your powers for good. Like you're supporting the wrong side here. <laughs> like, I feel like we can uh, connect you with better people.
1: Uh, I think I think. It's just what she's experienced while she's down there that, that made her into what she is now.
0: (laughs) I love your sister. She's very helpful (laughs) and I I appreciate all of her help, but I just want to be like, there's so many people that, that come up and, uh, they they look at this the place where we came from and like I, I'm so self-deprecating and I make fun of it so much, but there are so many awesome people that grew up there. It's not just the hate, it's not just the Confederate flags, it's not just people <laughs> with so much dip in their lip that they can't talk anymore. It's more than that. But that stuff is still there and it's a part of it. So I always try to include it because like it's both, you know. I see some of the most down home, sweetest people ever where we grew up, but then I also see these people that just hate everything like everything like bigoted is not the word I would use because it doesn't it's not all encompassing they just hate all things like whatever the opposite of of uh of black lives matter not just like all lives matter because like no lives matter to people there they're just like no they all fucking suck because I'm poor and I can't even afford my meth and there's there's (laughs) I'm poor
1: I have a meth habit and I'm miserable so nobody else can be happy
0: either (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly that's that's the thing where i'm like i just feel like i have to include both because it just wouldn't be because it shaped us you know what i mean like i am the way i am because of that place
1: yeah i'm sure that that's true for well all of us one thing yeah, for they, sure they though different different none different of different. us should become politicians
0: Oh <laughs> uh, no no i don't i, I don't know what because. they would dig up on me necessarily but the, you don't want them to release our porn records that's the big thing i just feel like <laughs> i <Googled some> things. <laughs> You know, I I just feel like there's some things that they they'd have some questions of. It's not necessarily bad things, nothing illegal. They just, you know, I would have to explain it, and Uh, I don't think I can.
1: I think all they would need to ruin a political career with any of us is just our close proximity to a certain individual.
0: (laughs) Oh, right, exactly. There's (laughs) there's so many things, like like uh, you know, one of our one of our friends that was on this podcast uh, was a former drug dealer. And some of the stuff we get into, I've had so many emails. They're like, "Oh my god, is this like true story?" And I was like, "Well, for legal obligations, definitely not a true story." Wink, wink, nudge. (laughs) It's just
1: very coincidental,
0: is all. Exactly. No, it just happens to have the same names as other people that you may have heard of. Other than that, completely fabricated. But but like that's (laughs) that's like one of the tamer stories from where we come from. You know? Oh my god!
1: I wish I wish I could say you were wrong. I'm having throwbacks. (laughs) Like, like I, I was extremely mild compared to all of you guys, right? right? And I still like ripped road signs out of the the street and threw them in the river.
0: <laughs> that's that's what you did, and then we would go swimming in that river. You know, tetanus be damned. Uh, you know, where else are you <laughs> going to swim? Rather than the rocks, you know, like I, it's fine. I remember,
1: I remember tires. my brother coming and pointing out that that's still a story in the school. I guess. i'm like oh good that that's my claim to fame i guess terry you have your answer stealing road signs and and then sticking them up in the
0: the river that's what i'm going to call this episode is stealing road signs and sticking (laughs) it in the river but again just
1: just stolen road signs perfect Uh, by the way they did industrial drive they did go through and then they did anchor them in there with concrete so
0: (laughs) eventually 20 years later after they found them all in the river so i guess that's probably a good place to end on bob thank you so much i'm gonna edit this and then pass the fuck out because we got to be up in like five hours
1: oh geez okay well uh good luck with all that it's been good talking to you
0: YouTube buddy we'll have to get together soon and talk more stories about uh things that again legally they did not happen but they just sound like real stories yeah <laughs> all right man thanks again Bye-bye. Peace. Thank you for listening to Persons of No Consequence, and thank you to Bob for coming onto the podcast today. I really appreciate it. If you like this podcast, definitely subscribe and drop a review on any application or or platform that you listen on. And if you really, really liked it, send us an email at can'tbekilledcreations at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. If you want to be on the show, let us know. And finally, keep an eye out for all of our other podcasts on campykillcreations.com, along with all of our web comics and if you really really want to help you can check on our patreon that's launching at the end of this month every single buck helps and if you really like our stuff you know every dollar helps us fund more projects more podcasts more things to come so thank you so much for listening Uh, this has been persons of no consequence and we're out